Welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talk's podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Roberts. How is it going? It's going good, I'm calling in from the road. Uh, for long-time listeners of the podcast, and going back to 2019, I've had to call in on the road a few times because my job has me traveling for work, and I'm back to doing that again. So right now I'm just experimenting with headphones and setup. Uh, because I'm trying to get the best audio quality. Obviously, you can't really do that while traveling too much, but we'll see where we can go from here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can hear you all right and everything. So we'll uh, we'll see how things go. Uh, what have you been playing recently? Uh, I had a chance to get a whole lot of play in. New Worlds dropped, and I did really, really want to play that. Um, it's been experiencing some really long queue times. I uh, just test. I just let it run, and it took about four hours for me to get into the game. So you got to plan your very strategically, trying to find the time for the server that you're going to be in, where it's going to be a low population, so that you can pop in there. Um, from what I have been able to play, it's a really good game. Uh, Graphics-wise, it gives me flashbacks to EverQuest 2, which I know was a really old game, but uh, it was also a big leap graphically for MMOs. It uh, uh, not a whole lot in terms of the character creation because there are no races, there are no classes, you're just a human and then the weapon that you choose is what you level up, we're in a Final Fantasy Tactics style um, I have gotten some time into it, probably 7-8 hours um, so it's not a, it's not a tiny time but it does really not give you the whole sense of the game and the game is huge um, but outside of that, because I have been on the road, I haven't had a whole lot of time to do any kind of gaming. Okay, okay. Um, glad you're uh, doing what you're doing with that. Uh, I've continued playing uh, Psychonauts 2. I'm about five, six hours or so into it. Uh, still very, very good, very, very mind-bending and all that kind of thing. Uh, got a little bit lost in one of the bits that I was sort of doing, but then I kind of worked my way out of it. But uh, got some cool powers and stuff that I'm using in the game. Uh, it's just it, it's really quite interesting the stark difference between how well the character can like feels to control and everything. Like when he when I'm jumping around as Raz and I'm hitting things and even just using the powers and stuff, how um, uh, fluid everything kind of is in the game, which is uh, something that's very important on the animation side of things. So that's been. Uh, really really good to play don't, don't have much new to say about it other than what i uh from from what i said last week uh but hopefully once i get some uh, more time into it i'll have some more things to say later but it's still just good good old good old psychonauts i suppose uh with the second one um so yeah i've still been enjoying that um i went back to uh luigi's mansion 3 uh today and uh, progressed in that a bit further. I got the ninth elevator button. Uh, for just a bit of context for those of you that don't know, that's sort of how the levels work in the game. Like you, from the end of each level, you get the elevator button to the next level. Uh, Luigi puts the button into the elevator, as that would work, and then you go up another level, and then you clear that one, so on and so forth. I think there's about twelve floors. I'm not completely sure, so I'm on the ninth one next. So ne- nearing towards the end, I'm kind of wondering if I should finish off Luigi's Mansion three and then focus on Psychonauts, 
or just focus on Psychonauts, finish that, and then go to Luigi's Mansion 3. But I'm enjoying both of them anyway, so it's not like there's a bad choice. And they're somewhat kind of similar-ish to a degree. They're both sort of dealing with... Uh... No. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, I'm sort of... Uh, you know, they're both kind of cool animated characters and whatnot, which is, which is cool. Obviously, the game of Psychonauts is uh, a bit different to Luigi's Mansion 3. But uh, still kind of dealing with some, some horror elements, both of them. But um, yeah, because with, with, uh, with my new job that I've got, uh, I leave the house at 3 basically. I uh, have like a 10-15 minute uh, car journey with my uh, dad and mum. They both work at the same place, uh, which is like cleaning at the school, which is, is, is a good job. Uh, good people there and everything. And it's uh, I've gotten really used to working there and stuff, which is which is good. Uh, and it's only for two hours, uh, which is uh, cool. And then I'm basically back home by like quarter to six-ish. Uh, so just a bit of like schedule update on that. But uh, I thought like, hey, instead of just like sitting on my phone for 10, 15 minutes, uh, which I still like do some promo and stuff on my phone and that kind of thing. I thought I'd bring my Switch with me because that's kind of what it's for. Uh, you don't get a huge amount of time. Obviously, like 10, 15 minutes isn't, isn't that long. Uh, but uh, I was still able to kind of chip away at a few levels and uh, do like a boss or, or something, which was which was good as well. So um, I'm kind of wondering if I should just literally have it so that I'm playing Psychonauts 2 at home and then Luigi's Mansion 3 on the go. But if I do that, it will probably take me a lot longer to finish Luigi's Mansion because then it will be it would be about two and a half hours a week. Because uh, if it's like fifteen minute, uh, thirty minutes in total per weekday to like travel back and to back and from work, uh, so it'd be about two and a half hours, which is still a decent chunk of time to put into something like Luigi's Mansion Three. But um, I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll see kind of how that goes. That's just what I, just what I was thinking of uh, doing today. So uh, that's pretty much that stuff. I played a bit of COD today and yesterday and uh, some other times as well. Um, and that's still pretty good. Although we came across some uh, people that were very clearly hacking today. Uh, it, it's it's funny when you because you see in the kill cams like the way people kill you and stuff, and it's like, okay, how did you have any idea where I was? How did you spin around that quickly and like aim at me that quickly and shoot? Um, yeah, sometimes it's pretty obvious, but it's still funny when the other team's like, no, no, we're not hacking. It's like, okay, you just yeah, we we know that you are so. Um, but, uh, it's fun when you manage to actually beat them sometimes, uh, and that kind of stuff, so, yeah. Uh, you've got a Switch, haven't you? You haven't played any Luigi's Mansion 3, have you? Uh, yes, I do have a Switch, and no, I have not, uh, played any of it yet. I only have the two games, Animal Crossing and, uh, Breath of the Wild. I haven't had a chance to really to play any of the switch um i thought about bringing it on the trip but knowing the area that i'm in is probably best that i don't okay what do you think someone's gonna like take it off you well part of my job i work with police officers when you have three different parole officers telling you not to go outside you're best not to bring anything important with you okay okay fair enough fair enough um yeah, I, I have to actually leave the Switch like in the car and stuff because obviously I can't take it in the workplace with me. Um, but it, if if I were to take it into the workplace with me, it probably get it probably be more likely to get 
stolen the way that things get kind of moved around and stuff but anyway um it's it's worked out so far i'll try it again uh tomorrow and that so uh, that's been that's been pretty good uh other than that what else did i play i played a little bit the mason greenwood uh career mode on uh pez um the teams acted a bit weird uh like the way they passed the ball around and stuff the one thing that's really kind of um uh disappointing about that is uh because you can't change the tactics and things because you're the player and not the manager the team's got this thing set which is uh, it says build up play and it says long ball or like attacking uh play it says long ball and it doesn't work it keeps ending up happening that the the, the, te- the team will like kick the ball really long and then the other team will just win it back and then you can't do anything about that um so yeah, and I can't always be the player there to head the ball down onto the other players because it just doesn't work that way. Um, but I would prefer if it was more possession-based football, which is what I would think I would be better at. Uh, so it's, it's it's been a little bit difficult to kind of do that, and I can't do anything about that either. So we'll see how all that goes. Uh, but that's pretty much everything we've been playing and everything like that. Uh, let's get into a bit of housekeeping, and then we've got uh, some cool news to talk about as well. Uh, see you for all that in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for kualu and the amazon affiliate link if you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new tv show or a film review of your choice that's three dollar level tier that does also of course include your ad free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show all right recently on entertainment talk let me just find the newest podcast i skipped over one Uh, i did a list 
Uh, the other day it was called uh, Top 10 Favourite Black or Person of Colour Characters and it's basically to celebrate uh, Black History Month so it's kind of following on with the same theme that I used with June because in June I did a Top 10 Favourite LGBTQ Characters and that was obviously for uh, for Pride Month so just kind of sticking with that same type of thing to celebrate certain months with certain specific characters so that was uh, really good to do as well. There aren't many months that are kind of like that. I might do something for like International Women's Day, like maybe top 10 favourite female characters. Uh, but we will, I think that's all the way out in March as well. So we'll see how that goes, but that was cool to do. Uh, speaking of other content, uh, I did a podcast called Why Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist is So Special, basically talking about well why the show is so good, what it doesn't have as well, which is things that don't even really matter that it doesn't have. So I talked about that and just talked about, yeah, just, just why the show is so good and so special and everything like that. Uh, so that was a good podcast to do. If you haven't actually, that that podcast is specifically designed for people that have and haven't watched the show. So if you haven't watched the show and you're worried about me spoiling stuff, there's no spoilers on that podcast. I do talk about like little stories here and there, but I don't actually spoil them. I just tell you some of the things that kind of are in the show, but not what happens with them. So you can listen to that if you want to. Uh, speaking of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, uh, I did my uh, last uh, podcast for Season 2, up to Season 2, Episode 13, and it's just an incredible show. Uh, there's going to be the Roku holiday film coming up because NBC did actually cancel the show a few months ago, uh, but they're, they're doing, at the moment, a Christmas special. I think it's like a film on Roku, uh, so it's obviously not going to be on NBC, so that'll be the next time we sort of talk about Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Uh, I'm sure most of you have heard of a show called Squid Game by this point. I watched and reviewed the show on uh, Saturday. I watched it in about two days because I absolutely loved it. I gave it a must-see rating, and uh, that was very, very good. Have you seen any of that, any of Squid Game? Have you? I'm sure you've heard of it, at least, at this point. I've heard a lot of it. Um, I might... Watch it. I might binge it this weekend. Um, there, Monday, there's going to be a, uh, a government holiday, so I'm not going to be working on Monday. So that'll give me an extra day to try to squeeze that out. Cool, cool. Uh, yeah, check that out. That's on. Uh, well, not that I need to really explain much about the show because it's doing so well. But for those of you that don't know about it, it's on Netflix. It's a Netflix original, and I highly recommend you check it out. Over to the United cast, May United drew 1-1 with Everton in a very, very disappointing game. Although Anthony Martial got his first goal in about a year, so that's really good for his confidence and everything like that. There's now a two-week international break, so there's no football for two weeks, which is going to be strange. Uh, but May United return in about two weeks' time to play Leicester. That's going to be on a Saturday in about two weeks' time. So look out for So there's no midweek games this week. Well, well, there is other football. It's just international and other stuff that I don't really... I'm not really bothered about. Um, but there's that. Uh, over on to... Speaking of football things... <clears throat> the scripted show, uh, Ted Lasso, is up to Season 2, Episode 11 so far. Season finale is on Friday. That's Season 2, Episode 12. That's going to be the one that comes out on Friday. So I'll wrap up that for the second season. There's only supposed to be three seasons of the show. That's all it's been planned for. But uh, there's that as well. May United also beat Villarreal 2-1 in the Champions League. Ronaldo getting a very, very late goal, uh, saving the day again. Walking Dead's up to Season 11, Episode 6. We'll be covering Episode 7 tomorrow. In fact, there was double Walking Dead this week. Uh, we're going to both be talking about... Not, not me and Robert, me and David are going to be talking about both. Walking Dead, Season 11, Episode 7 tomorrow. And The Walking Dead will be on Season 2, Episode 1. They've both been on this week that it will only overlap for two weeks but uh, look out for those podcasts tomorrow gaming talk last week we talked about nintendo direct the mario film and some 
news from the last of us day and um <clears throat> special episode of the chat podcast went out last week i recorded it before last week's gaming talk but i put it out afterwards uh, i spoke to ian thomas malone she's a transgender uh, comedian and we talked about lgbtq issues and discussions talked about both of our journeys within that section within that community she was great to talk to really funny and uh, really nice to talk to as well. So uh, she was great to talk to. And I also did talk about the usual stats for the month and everything. So how the website did and that sort of thing. And that is what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org. You can also find us if you search for Entertainment Talk on your favourite podcast platform. Let's get into some news. Alright, so let's talk about uh, Final Fantasy 16, which was shown, that was at last year's PlayStation event, I think, when they first like revealed the console and everything. Uh, so there's a thing here from Video Games Chronicle, that says Final Fantasy 16 is going through final touches, says Square Enix. Uh, more on Video Games Chronicle, you can go over to there and find out more about this. The team is currently finalising the remaining side quests and there are only a few quality improvements left for the game to be done. Uh, so probably 2022 would be my guess for this, there's probably not coming out this year, I would have thought. Uh, I'm going to guess this goes, because I don't think this has got a release date at the moment or even like a year attached to it. But uh, I, I'd maybe, if if they're that sort of part stage of the game, sounds like it could go gold, what, like January-ish of 2022, and then come out, what, February-ish? Uh, what, what's your prediction as to when this game could come out, given the, the quote here, given about the uh, game stage of development? Uh, given the quote, I mean, you're under normal circumstances, your projection... We be probably close to accurate, but let's be honest, nothing is a given anymore. I mean, hell, remember uh, we talked about uh, Cyberpunk 2077 going gold, and then a week later it got delayed? Mm. So, who knows when it could come out. It could come out in five years, for all we know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'd, I'd probably say, like, Q1-ish of, of 2022 by, by the sounds of things. And, and they could come, like I said there about side quests and things. Um, I mean, they could go get to a side quest where like they find a major bug or something that could push them back a little bit. Um, I mean, I suppose when a game's in a stage where they've like, okay, we've gone gold and we're literally just putting the last touches on, then that that's that's usually actually when a game comes out about a month afterwards. Usually, I mean, obviously there's been certain different circumstances, um, but yeah, I know what you're saying about like cyberpunk and stuff. Obviously, that shouldn't have have come out when it did. Um, it's still a great game from what I enjoyed, from what I played. Obviously, there was features that were I wouldn't even say removed features that were just not developed and added to the game in time. There can be a big debate about that, of course. Um, I was relatively relatively impressed with what we saw last year from Final Fantasy 16. I can't remember seeing much of the game since. Maybe we've seen it like once more since then, but I can't remember. 
Um, I mean, I've never really been somebody that's been able to get into the Final Fantasy games. I've played some of the 7 remake, which is on like PS4. I played about an hour of 15 before I got just really bored of it. Um, I've been, I've had it recommended to me to play 10 and 10 2. Uh, and I can get that one on PS4. So I may try that at some point. But Final Fantasy 16 might be a good fresh uh, opportunity for that. Uh, what what about you with Final Fantasy? Are you interested in this one? What have you played of like the other ones? Um, my my plate of uh, Final Fantasy goes way back. I played the original one a lot. Never played two. I never played what was three here in the states. Uh, six everywhere else. Um, and when it hit to the uh, the PS uh, one era with Final Fantasy VII, I just hadn't really played any of them since. Um, they just kind of got away from what I remember Final Fantasy being, and I'm not mad at it. I mean, styles change, everything progresses. It's just that when I think about Final Fantasy, I have a very clear mental image, and it's not what's being presented now, and that's fine. I mean, like, I, you know, I'm just an old fart, you know, that remembers <laughs> the old stuff, but it is what it is, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the update on Final Fantasy 16. I'm looking forward to, like, another gameplay demo or something, uh, extended from it. So we'll see how all of that goes. Uh, next up we've got a, uh, Kana- let's just call it a Konami update. Uh, this isn't anything to do with the, uh, the Pez 2022 stuff. I've seen some weird stuff about that. I'll, I'll, I'll throw that into here as well, because I'll only talk about it for, uh, a few minutes. Uh, this is uh, from Andy Robinson, um, who I haven't necessarily heard of before, but I saw this like floating around on Twitter from different places. Uh, it says, Scoop, Konami is set to ramp up its premium game development with new installments and remakes for its biggest franchises, including Metal Gear and Castlevania. Uh, in the actual, that's the, the, uh, text of the tweet that's actually there in the actual uh, the title of the actual article uh, from videogameschronicle.com says Konami is set to revive Metal Gear Castlevania and Silent Hill uh, they treated it as an exclusive I don't know if it actually was because I saw I saw loads of different outlets reporting this at pretty much the same time so I don't know that it's an exclusive like scoop that he's got but hey if they want to call it that that's, that's fine um I I just found the specific wording in because the the text part that he's chosen to write Konami is set to ramp up. To me, if you're gonna talk about development or making something, not necessarily even with games, but with TV shows and films, if you use the phrase "ramp up," that means make more of what you're already making. I'll, I'll use an example of that. So let's say you go all the way back to, what, 2011 when Arrow started. And let's say, like, The Flash gets ordered, then later down the line, Legends and Supergirl, and then obviously we've got all the rest of the shows. That is what I'd call ramping up, which is where you've already got something ongoing, because when Arrow was in its third season, that's when The Flash was ordered. So that's what I would call ramping up, which is where you've already got one thing from something that you're doing. Ramping up is like, okay, let's order another spin-off, and then a couple of years later, another spin-off, and another one, and and that sort of thing. Same thing I would say with um, something like The Walking Dead. You know, the, the Walking Dead show ran for, I can't remember exactly how many seasons before Fear came along, but Walking Dead was ongoing. 
It was an active thing in the franchise. The comic book was still going. So the franchise was active, right? And I'm going to get back to Metal Gear in a second and tell you that, like, the comparison I'm going to make. The Walking Dead comic was ongoing. Even the Telltale games were coming out. You know, there was, like, Walking Dead was a very active IP. Still very much is. Then you could say that things ramped up because the game was still kind of ongoing. Obviously, there was, like, years where it wasn't there, but the seasons were still coming out the comic book was still ongoing the main show was still ongoing then the franchise got ramped up because fear the walking dead came out then a couple of years later walking dead world beyond came out that's why i would describe as ramping up if you're too and i don't want to stick like too much onto that i just thought that was an interesting way to word this particular thing if i'm to look at konami with Metal Gear, Castlevania, Silent Hill. Okay, you got the Castlevania that co- collection that came out a couple of years ago. That's like one thing. Then you got the Castlevania TV series. That's a little bit of another thing. But in terms of actively making new games and remakes and stuff, I wouldn't really, do, especially in the case of, especially in the case of yeah, Metal Gear and Silent Hill. Yeah, Castlevania's got a couple of things ongoing with the TV show and the collection of games that they had. But with Metal Gear and Silent Hill, those franchises have been dormant for a while. Uh, so I wouldn't really describe that as ramping up. But anyway, I don't want to stick on that sort of too much. Um, I've talked about this before many, many times. This is going to be a case for me. Whether you talk about Metal Gear, Castlevania or Silent Hill, I'll believe it when I see it. When we get an actual trailer or an actual announcement of some kind from Konami themselves saying... Here's our new Metal Gear, or here's our new Silent Hill game, or here's a remake or remaster of one of the other games. So if you want to go back and remake the old Silent Hill games, or the Metal Gear Solid games, or the Castlevania games, when I actually see it get officially announced, that's when I'll believe it. Just because these rumours of a new Silent Hill Metal Gear, a little bit less over Castlevania, it's mostly been Silent Hill and Metal Gear, these rumours that we've had of like, oh, Konami's gonna licence the thing out, and like, to other people, and they're gonna go on and make some games I've been hearing that for about three years, and we have no evidence right now that that's even happening Uh, so this I mean this feels like it's got a little bit of more little bit more of solidity to it just because the way it was talked about on that day there was a few more reputable people that were coming out and saying like yeah Konami's doing something this time but I just I'm just not going to believe it until I see a like proper a, an actual announcement of an actual game is what I'm saying you can tell me all you want that these games are in development and I'm not saying these people are lying I'm just saying like Okay, you can make new news reports and things of like, oh, Konami might be doing this and that. But there's no reason for me to believe it until a game is actually announced to be in development. Uh what 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 do you think? Did you see any of this Konami news? What do you make of the uh what do you make of the phrase ramp up in in regards to Metal Gear and Silent Hill? What do you think of this whole like situation? Yeah, I saw that article and I saw that whole ramping up and it just made me snicker a little bit <laughs> uh, because when you think about it they had to make the game back for blood because there was no way in hell that valve was going to make a left for dead 3 mm-hmm. everybody that liked that game had to leave create a new product and make totally not left for dead 3 wink wink <laughs> nudge nudge just to get that game out 
Do I think there could be something similar or from the same programmers, developers, artists? Yeah. I mean, if you look, was it uh, Blood Moon or something like that? There was a game. I know it's on Game Pass right now. I'd have to look it up to find it, but I'm not home to look it up. But it's a, it's very much a Castlevania game without being a Castlevania game. Just like Left for uh, Bound for Blood is going to be a Left for Dead without totally being a Left for Dead game. So we might get something. Um, somebody tweeted out about that, and I said they were asking like, you know, what would be the best possible solution? And I would say, and I, my reply was, uh, Microsoft buys Konami, makes Kojima CEO, just to watch their heads explode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would never happen, but God, would I love that to happen. Mm, yeah. Um, for me, I mean, I don't have as much, like, interest or investment or whatever with Castlevania. But in terms of Metal Gear and Silent Hill, um, for me on the Metal Gear, so I'll I'll break this down per each of them. For Metal Gear, the only thing I think that you can successfully do, because you won't need Kojima for it necessarily, is go back and remaster slash remake the old games. They are ripe for a remaster. We've had a whole bunch of, in the last like three to four years, of these 90s PlayStation games getting remastered. Crash Bandicoot, Sparrow, I was going to say Tomb Raider, but that's not been done. Uh, uh, Tony Hawk, Final Fantasy VII, yeah, I could go on and on. Um, But yeah, Metal Gear, Metal Gear, Tomb Raider and Silent Hill are kind of the big three that are missing from that 90s lineup of PlayStation games. You could also talk about Croc and Gex and like... Uh, Legacy of Kane, those sorts of things. Um, but the 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 advantage that Konami would have with doing that is you've already got the game there. You've already got the weird and wonderful ideas of Kojima there. And you just have to take that same script, take that same game, and make it modern. Uh, you, could e- you could very easily do that with a different developer. If you want to do it with Bluepoint, or if you want to do it with somebody else, you could definitely do that. My problem with making a new, because this, this thing here specifically says new installments and remakes. If you're to do a new Metal Gear Solid game, I just don't believe it will work without Kojima's mindset. And there isn't many other, at least game developers. I know you've got people like Noah Hawley, Damon Lindelof, uh, what's his name, Made Tenant, uh, Christopher Nolan. They can do a bit of that sort of weird sci-fi angle. Uh, none of those are game developers, though. Uh, yeah, game uh directors they're all like film and tv people not to say that they couldn't do it they just currently work in different areas of the industry um if you're to make a new metal i mean we kind of already saw it didn't we with metal gear survive you take kojima out of the picture and god look what happened with that uh and that was what 2015 16 that was kind of like a year after all of the uh debacle of the fallout so if you're to make a new metal gear solid game without kojima i just don't think it works as well um, you can still get the espionage, like, angle of it, but that weird stuff that happens in Metal Gear, you just, I don't feel like you could replicate that without Kojima, I just feel like that's his, you know, uh, but remakes and remasters, yeah, I'd, you know, if Konami came out and they were like, hey, we're gonna remaster the, they'd probably do Metal Gear Solid 5 if they wanted to as well, all, all of the Metal Gear Solid games that are currently out, we're going to slowly go through them, remaster and remake them. I'd be up for that. I'd, I'd play those games. I'd go through and properly play. Because I played Metal Gear Solid 1, 2 and 5. So I would play 3. I would play 4. 
Um, you know, I'd, I'd I'd go in and and do that, but that's because the script and the game is already out there. You don't need those new ideas. The idea is already done. You just need to update the gameplay and obviously graphics and and that sort of thing. You could very easily kind of do that. Uh, same thing, the, that, the, almost the same thing with Silent Hill. There's plenty of the PlayStation games for the Silent Hill franchise. You could get a new developer to come in and, and do those games. Um, that obviously, Silent Hill you could do without uh, Kojima. Um, so that's like the, the future viable option in terms of them making new games. So, I don't know, we'll see. Again, we don't know how much this will come to pass. We can only... Uh, guess how things will, will kind of go um but if you were to give a percentage chance let's just say for this whole thing what percentage would you say this is or isn't likely to happen like any of this um ever probably 75 within the next two years probably 20 mm. yeah yeah i i think they'll i mean I've kind of like said a lot of times I don't think Konami will do things with their with their games. Uh but it's just weird the amount of like the nature of Konami and the way they are with all this chatter about these these games happening and stuff. It just it doesn't really quite add up with what Konami has kind of become. So I I still think it's actually less unlikely for it to happen, but um I don't know. We'll we'll see. It's a, it's a weird sort of situation. So uh, speaking of Bluepoint, who I brought up a minute ago, uh, see if I can find the screenshot for that one. Uh, I don't necessarily need the screenshot for this one. I'll find it in a second. Uh, they've been acquired by PlayStation, basically, after they've remastered, I think it was Demon Souls, and they did another remaster of another game that's not springing to mind right now. Uh, but that was the most recent example, obviously, a PS5 launch title. Um, yeah, this seemed like one that made sense, made sense, just like with the Insomniac Games thing that happened a while ago after the success of uh, Spider-Man and stuff. Uh, I do. I've just found the uh, screenshot that I took for this. Uh, it says PlayStation has acquired Bluepoint Games. You can read more about it on the PlayStation blog. The Austin-based development developer recently uh released the demon souls and yeah that's it shadow of the colossus remakes and says we can't wait to bring you more amazing games in the next chapter for blue point games so i think that's really really cool it's one that makes sense it's one that's that's pretty good uh what do you think of uh, this acquisition yeah it's not something that i would have expected but given the game that they remade it's not completely out of the world mm-hmm yeah um, I've read a few things about they may be looking to do some new games because they don't want to do remakes like forever and stuff. Uh, what would you maybe like to see from uh, Bluepoint Games? Anything in particular? Uh, not off the top of my head, just because there's not a whole lot of remakes that I can think of. And if it's a new IP, then I definitely don't want to know about it until it's ready to come to market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I'm kind of with you there. Uh, I still think it would be cool if they were able to do some other, like, PlayStation 1 or 2 or even PlayStation 3 remasters for certain games. But yeah, if they're feeling like, you know, like they want to um, get some of those creative muscles going with some new ideas, then uh, that that should be pretty cool as well. I think they've proven that they can do very good game development with what they've made so far, so... We shall see what happens with that. But that that was one that made sense, definitely. So the same thing was kind of Insomniac Games. Uh, so that was uh, pretty good. Um, 
Alright, so next up we got a little bit more information on the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. I think it's going to be revealed a bit more properly this month at DC Fandom, which I think is on the 16th, so in about 11 days time. Uh, it says there, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. I'm, no, I'm still not sure how exactly they do that, but we'll, we'll, we'll find out how, how that goes. Who knows, maybe the game's a story where it's called Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, but the Justice League kills the Suicide Squad. Poop, who knows? Who knows? Um, so we shall see. Uh, it says here, the game combines Rocksteady's, quote, signature character-driven story gameplay um, with third-person shooter action and is set in the richly detailed open-world metropolis. So, of course, like with um, Rocksteady's previous games in the Batman franchise, those obviously took place in Gotham because they were all Batman games. Uh, but this is taking place in Metropolis, which is obviously more where Superman is focused. And we've seen Superman in the first trailer, which we got over a year ago. Or about a year ago. Uh, when he killed the pilot of that plane and, and it, or the, of the helicopter and everything. Um, did you play the... I can't remember. Did you play the Batman Arkham games? Yeah, I was a really big fan of the first one. The second one kind of got bogged down. And then uh, Gotham Knight, there was just, uh, or Arkham Knight, there was just way too much crap to do. <laughs> I hate games that have grind for the sake of grind. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what do you think of what I've read out here with uh, what they want to do, and uh, where, where you, what, what are you kind of feeling in terms of the Suicide Squad game? Well, until I see gameplay, mm. I'm holding off all judgments of it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think we should probably see... Because uh, Gotham Knights is supposed to be shown at DC Fandom. And obviously with the other Warner Brothers game, Hogwarts Legacy, although it is Warner Brothers, it's not DC. So we won't see that one at DC Fandom. Um, but yeah, be, I, I, I think we will on the 16th see hopefully more gameplay of uh, Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad. If you remember at the time, we got two videos for the Gotham Knights game. One was an actual gameplay demo, obviously a bit of an earlier build because that was from a year ago. But with the Suicide Squad doing, we just kind of got like a teaser trailer of sorts. Um, but I think it'd be kind of cool, maybe switching between the characters and stuff, like they did a bit more with, um, what was the third game called? Arkham Knight, uh, where you could do that with some of the other Bat family members. Looks like you could do that. It looks like you're probably going to be doing that with Gotham Knights as well. So a bit more of that co-op aspect might be cool and stuff. Um, is there any particular member of the Suicide Squad you're looking forward to playing as? Mm, not playing as I'm. I'm more curious. Have they released the uh, the voice actor list yet? I don't think they have. No, I'm not sure who's voicing like Harley Quinn and everybody else. So that'll yeah. be interesting if they get a whole new cast, um, or if they try to tie it into any of the the uh, DC Universe movies um, hmm. with just any of the casting. I don't know that they could afford afford Margot Robbie or you know, Ben Affleck or Henry Cavill to do any of those voices, but, um, you know, they could pull from the TV shows because there have been characters that have played King Shark and Captain Boomerang and those players like that from the uh, Arrowverse shows. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, they should be able to, I suppose, afford them in uh, in terms of that kind of thing. They could also maybe use, um, you got the option possibly of using Kaylee Koku, Possibly, uh, she voices the character for the uh, animated TV show. Have you seen any of that? 
I saw about five minutes of the first one, and then just I just turned it off. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so that's your update, sort of, on Suicide Squad. Um, I'm going to save this one to the very end, actually, to after you finished your news, because it's quite a fun piece of news, at least in my opinion. And uh, I want to save that till till then. So I'm going to put that there. I'll put a little note next to it. I'll put after Robert's news, just as a little reminder, in case I actually forget entirely. Um, so we'll save that one, just because it's uh, a pretty fun piece. So I want to save that one till later, because uh, we like to do that sometimes. Uh, so let's move on from that one for just uh, just for a bit. Uh, move on to something that was announced today. Uh, Sora, who is of course the lead protagonist from Kingdom Hearts, the franchise, is the final character for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Um, so all the theories are now can come to an end about whether it's Doom Guy or Crash or Rayman or Sly Cooper or somebody made a joke today about adding the Chris Pratt uh, Super Mario to Smash Brothers, which would have been kind of funny. Um, yeah, Sora is the last character. Uh, this doesn't raise or lower my interest to play Smash Brothers. Uh, although I have said before, I said if they added Crash Bandicoot to the game, I would then would have played it. Uh, I do think Solid Snake is in the game actually, isn't he? So I could play as him. I suppose. Um, but yeah, Sora. It, it, a bit of a better announcement of a character than the last, like, five characters they've put into the game. Uh, they put, like, a Tekken character in and some other ones that I can't even remember. Uh, Joker from Persona was added a while ago and they've had, like, Banjo-Kazooie, those sorts of characters. But what do you think? Uh, Sora in Smash Brothers. I mean, it kind of fits with uh, the IP. The only thing I've never understood this weird Doom Guy slash Animal Crossing merger that became a meme for a while back. <laughs> yeah. I just don't know where that came from. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe it was to do with like because there's one of the Animal Crossing characters I think is in Smash Brothers, so it could been it could have been like if you had Doom Guy, you could have those two fight each other or something. Yeah, know. but no, the, the Animal Crossing Doom Guy was nothing to do with Smash Brothers. Oh, this was just okay. like some weird hybrid to where you had, had Doom Guy on the Animal Crossing Islands, and then you'd have some of the characters from Animal Crossings going, you know, fighting co-op with the Doom Guy. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. People come up with theories and things. So that's cool. If you're a Kingdom Hearts fan, I'm sure you're over the moon. Over the moon sorry. Uh, but I played about two hours of Kingdom Hearts 3. I made I made sure to do the Toy Story level because that was the one I actually cared about. And then I stopped playing because I stopped kind of caring. But uh, again, that's not to bash on anybody that likes Kingdom Hearts. It's just not really for me. Which is a shame because I love Disney stuff. And obviously it's Disney crossed over with Kingdom Hearts. Uh, sorry, with Final Fantasy. It's just the Final Fantasy part that I just didn't really click with. So, but if you if they made a game, if Disney made a game, and they could definitely do this, there's no reason they couldn't. And I've talked about this for years. I even did a podcast about a year or so ago about roughly this kind of thing. Uh, imagine you did a Kingdom Hearts s kind of game, but you ripped out all the Final Fantasy stuff and you just shoved Disney into it. And when I'm talking Disney, I'm talking about everything. So you could have Marvel characters, Star Wars characters. Uh, Pixar characters, Disney characters. Imagine you made a game that was similar to Kingdom Hearts. Because I think the Kingdom Hearts gameplay was pretty good. It was just a story that was like, I didn't really care about. Um, but yeah, if you did the same kind of game basically. But you ripped Final Fantasy out and put 
Marvel, Star Wars, and Pixar in. Not necessarily all the Fox things, because then you could add like Die Hard and Twenty Four and all this other kind of stuff. Uh, although seeing uh, Jack Bauer to talk to Mickey, talk to Mickey Mouse would be pretty fun. I have to admit, uh, or t- or seeing like um, who else is a Fox character uh, who's kind of like a bit obscure. Uh, you could have like somebody from Grey's Anatomy talk to Mickey Mouse. That would be pretty funny. So, uh, but not like that kind. Of, I mean, you could do that kind of idea. That might be kind of fun and silly. But yeah, if you took the main, the main kind of four brands now of Disney, which is Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel, put all those into a game. Just make the funnest story that you can. It can easily be family friendly, and you could have like Iron Man talking to Mickey Mouse. You could have Buzz talk to captain america you could do all kinds of fun stuff there's there's so many cool ideas you could do with that uh what what would you think of like a disney game that is like that that just had just had a mash of the characters from those four ip because there's loads of characters you could pick from that would be pretty fun yeah i mean there are loads of characters and it would be interesting but the story would have to be very very specific and very (laughs) very well written as to why those characters are interacting if you just throw them together for the sake of throwing them together it's just going to turn into a pile of crap <laughs> yeah i suppose you could do like a multiverse thing i don't know like you have mickey mouse come out of a pool or something and he meets wonder or something i don't know i'm just trying to think of like the wackiest ideas you could use that would be fun so uh and it doesn't have to be like the most prestige thing written it can just be kind of fun and family friendly or whatever so that would be that'd be cool anyway uh saw is in smash brothers i didn't look up what date this was going to be uh it, it was going to be released it might be today i don't know uh it's some point soon so i thought that was worth mentioning but yeah the final character for smash brothers so they must have like a uh, didn't they didn't they originally have like 75 characters or something before because they've got like two or three dlc packs they must have like a hundred characters or something in there by now i don't know um it must be it must be quite a few so uh speaking of other things as well um just a little update for playstation now this was kind of highlighted highlighted sorry today uh the last of us part two and fallout 76 both being added to playstation now i don't know if this is today or i think it's like those are this month's games like for october uh for playstation now i didn't see any other games getting announced for playstation now just last of us 2 and fallout 76 uh in my opinion two games that are completely polar opposite in terms of quality i know some people have said fallout 76 has gotten a bit better but i doubt i would enjoy it anywhere near as much as last of us part 2 um but that's just kind of my opinion and stuff uh, yeah, Robert, what do you think? Last of Us 2 and Fallout 76 being added to uh, PlayStation Now? Uh, I think it just goes to uh, show that Microsoft doesn't have a whole lot of plans to make too many things super exclusive because, mm. you know, Bethesda mm. is owned by Microsoft, and the fact that this is coming to PlayStation Now just means that they're 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 sticking to their commitment of we want gamers to game. And not this is mine and only mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I get what you mean. So, um, with that option, by the way, because I know that PlayStation now is looked at as a streaming platform, which it is for the PS3 games, but I believe with the PS2 and PS4 games, you can actually download them. So a little bit more like the way Game Pass works. So if you're worried about streaming Last of Us 2 or Fallout 76, I think you can just download them 
like you'd normally would. So if you get subscribed to uh, PlayStation Now, you can get both of those. Uh, and just to address kind of the comments about like, oh, Last of Us 2 didn't sell well and it's on PlayStation Now. The game's over a year old. These things are going to happen. So, yeah. I mean, the first Last of Us is on PlayStation Now, I think. Um, and because it came out June 9th, <coughs> June 19th. Uh, 2020. So the game's gonna be soon approaching its 18 month mark. Uh, so yeah, just to kind of address those small little questions, I suppose. Uh, before we finish off with my fun thing and then go into questions, uh, what do you want to talk about this week? Uh, I got a couple things we can talk about. Uh, sticking with PlayStation, <coughs> Sony has announced that starting October 27th, users can no longer use credit cards, debit cards, and other payment me- methods such as PayPal in order to purchase digital content or add funds to the PlayStation Store through PlayStation 3 or PlayStation Vita. Um, Now, if you want to purchase this content, um, you still can, but you're going to have to add funds other other ways, either through gift cards or through a credit card or debit card or other systems through desktop, mobile, PS4, and PS5. If a game has an in-game store, such as a DLC... Um, you can still purchase it, but you will need to pay for it using wallet funds on PlayStation Store. Uh, while this appears to be all regions, it will affect Japan's users in other way. In, J- in Japan, games with the CERO-Z rating, which means they are suitable for ages 18 and up, on digital platforms require a credit card to verify the customer's age. The Japanese version of the support page confirms this. After the store update, users will not be able to purchase I guess, Cerozy, with it for lack of a better way of pronouncing it, uh, games. Unfortunately, unfortunately, DLC for these games will still be available for purchase, and already purchased content will be continued to be able to download. Um, this goes in with Sony's strategy of winding down all of its legacy content. As you remember, they announced that they would be closing down uh, its PS3 Vita and PSP digital storefronts, but they did reverse that decision after people lost their shit. Mm. Yeah. So Sony doesn't want my money? Apparently not. No. Or they want it, but they want me to give it to them in the most awkward, difficult way possible. <laughs> uh, yeah, I read a little something about this like an hour or two before we started, and then you said it was in your notes, so I let you kind of take this one or whatever. Uh, yeah, this is sort of a sly, I mean, because what, from what I said, like, two or three weeks ago, the PlayStation 3 store, because I, I don't, I do have a PlayStation Vita, but I don't really use the store, and I don't have a, what, what was the other one? It was P- PS3, PS Vita, and PSP, was it? No, just PS3 and Vita. Okay, but yeah. Only on those devices. Right. You can still purchase PS3 content on your PS4 or on your desktop. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it's funny that like, when was it a few months ago or so? And they're like, oh, we're closing down the, cause they were supposed to close down in the summer, weren't they? The, uh, mm-hmm. three in Vita stores. And they're like, okay, we've heard your feedback. We'll leave them open. This is sort of like Sony trying to say, okay, we left the stores open. You can still buy things on there. You can still give us your money, but what we're going to tell you to do is like, Okay, we don't want your credit card money. We don't want your PayPal money. You need to use the PlayStation wallet. And it's like, okay, this is sort of a sly way of keeping the stores open but making them as weirdly accessible as possible. 
they're also functionally just not very good because the whatever item you click on on the PS3 store, I can't speak for the Vita, but on the PS3 store, there isn't an add to basket option for any game on there. I don't know about DLC, but in terms of games, because I went to buy the Tomb Raider games recently, didn't I? Uh, a few weeks ago or on there, or like a month ago or so. Um, what And you can't actually... Because you click on the overview button, basically, to add a game to your PS3 checkout thing, your basket. But you don't scroll, you don't scroll down to overview and click on it. You just press X when the page loads. But the page doesn't tell you to do that at all. When I go, If I were to go to buy anything on literally anything else, so if it was the Switch, the Xbox Store, Amazon, something like that, there would be clear sort of add to basket, proceed to checkout, and then select all your stuff and 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 buy now there's there's clear buttons and instructions for this is what you click on when you're okay with what's on this page um yeah it's 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 quite strange it's really quite strange uh, and this is sort of a way to obscure the story even more of saying yeah you can still buy stuff from us but we're going to make it as awkward as possible so again i pose the question to playstation do you not want my money uh, but I know that you want my money. It's just you only want it on PS4 and PS5. Um, so yeah. <laughs> That's basically what they're deciding to do. And it's a very strange... There's no reason really that I can think of for them to to, to do it. It's just a case of... Okay, we're going to leave the stores open. But make them even more awkward to use than what they already are. So it's sort of a way of like keeping the stores open. But trying to push people away from them. And making them just really awkward to operate. Uh, it's it's weird. Uh, what would you make of this anyway? Well, having the convenience of having a credit or a debit card on your account, I can kind of get that. But I've had a couple of credit card security issues, and given how badly Sony got hacked a few years ago, I would not trust my credit card on their system. Um, and I use gift cards exclusively in all but one area, one storefront on a regular basis. And even that, it's not so much that I trust it. It's just I have a banking app so I can literally check my uh, credit card statement every single day to check for fraudulent charges. And I do check it every single day. You know, after you have $500 in charges uh, come in when you're on holiday, you tend to get a little uh, um, cautious about things like that. Yeah, yeah. So adding on the gift cards is no big deal. I don't know about in the U.K., but here in the States, a lot of the major grocery stores – do point systems, you know, for loyalty points, and you get bonus points when you buy gift cards, and then you can use those loyalty points to get discounts on gasoline. Um, so there's a, you know, a cost benefit of buying the gift card and then using the points to get, you know, save a few bucks filling up the tank. So that's not going to affect as many as many people as some might think, um, but not being able to buy on the store. Like, say you want something, but you don't have enough money. The inconvenience of having to go get a gift card, apply the gift card, and then bring that back, and then add it to your account, and then purchase, that's going to annoy a few people. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. But we'll see what happens with all of it. It's just very weird and annoying and awkward. So, yeah, we shall see. All right, what else do we talk about today? Uh, well, uh, both AMD and Xbox head of... Uh, the company, Phil Spencer, expect the chip shortage affecting consoles' ability to continue well into 2022. As everybody knows, the PS5 and Xbox Series S and X consoles 
while they come to market every now and then and they occasionally hit stores where you can buy every now and then, it's not anything on a consistent basis. As reported by CNBC anchor, um, AMD CEO Lisa Su said that the global chip shortage will continue to be a problem through the first half of 2022, but hopefully will become less severe in the second half. The reason is for the manufacturing plants that were planned for last year expected to begin producing chips again. AMD produces the chips for both the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, so this could help the console shortage a bit. Um, Xbox boss Phil Spencer also said that the manufacturing issue will continue into 2022. Speaking to The Wire via GameIndustry.biz, Spencer said that the manufacturing issue limited console productions to go beyond just the chip shortage, but with the whole manufacturing and distribution process having multiple pinch points. Sony Interactive President Jim Ryan made similar uh, comments back in July after announcing that the PS5 had sold over 10 million units, which is impressive given everything. Hmm. But he did not say whether he expected PS5s to be more readily available for purchase. Yeah, yeah. Uh, This shit's annoying. (laughs) This this stuff is really annoying. Um, I can't remember if I've talked about this on a podcast. I'm trying to slyly tell my different family members that I would like a PS5 for Christmas. And I've said to them, uh, I've made it very clear. I said, if I do get a PlayStation 5 for Christmas... You don't need to get me anything else, like anything else at all. Uh, like if I want like food and drink or stuff or whatever for Christmas, I, I can get that if you get a like PS5 or something. Um, what I'm trying to do is tell different family members about like, oh, maybe like because I'm not expecting one family mem- member to spend 450 quid on me. I'd, I'd feel quite strange if one person did that. Uh, I've tried to sort of tell my different family members that like, hey, if you'll kind of like chipped in or something and like basically if if it was a combined one present from everybody i'd be totally fine if it worked that way uh my sister actually called me um like last week and i mentioned it to her and i said oh was mum said anything to you and she said no i don't know if she was lying uh if she was lying i understand why she was uh i don't know if it's going to work but i'm trying to sort of every now and again i sort of remind my mum slightly of like oh yeah see, see if that can like happen and i'm not being too pushy or anything else like that but christmas is supposed to be about things that you want more than what you need because uh, it's supposed to be about gifts and things uh so i'll see if that does happen i'm kind of hoping that it does uh but if these and i, I did mention as well two very important things i said please i'd, I'd rather not have a ps5 than have a digital version because a digital version to me would be not very useful because i couldn't put the boomerang game discs in there that I'm going to be renting and I said you're going to want to like be sort of mindful that they aren't quite as available as what you might think uh, and my mum actually started looking up a couple of different places and like oh yeah it's out of stock here and here and what whatever else uh, so I said that that might be a little bit of uh, of an issue so I don't know we'll, we'll see if that happens if, if it doesn't I won't be disappointed I'll, I'll, I'll understand it will depend on whatever else I do get for Christmas I suppose but I understand that these things are expensive and that's not always uh, realistic but uh, you know I, I, just, I just thought I'd ask there's no harm in asking for for that kind of thing for Christmas plus it's been the, the last time I asked for like or got given a games console for Christmas was my GameCube and that was about 
20 something years ago and I've pretty much brought my own consoles since then so it's not like I do this kind of thing all the time uh do you think it will happen do you think it won't what what do you, what do you think is going to uh come away from that <laughs> that's really impossible to say because that's trying to predict stocking issues when there's already been the inability to stock anything on a consistent basis for well over a year and a half mm. um as for myself I'm, I've been a very utilitarian person for the last 20 plus years of my life. So if there's a thing that I need, I just buy it. I honestly can't remember the last Christmas gift that I've wanted that I've asked for. And that's part of, because of the utilitarian thing, part because I come from kind of a crazy big family. Uh, when you're the second oldest of 23 cousins, oh. Christmas can get a little pricey. Yeah. If you don't do, you know, if you don't rain stuff in. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I honestly, it would have to be somewhere in my early teens, which would put it 84, 80, 87 to 91, like that, um, for when the last time I want to ask for something for Christmas. I couldn't even tell you what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, most of my plan is going to depend on if my family members I've told speak to the other family members. Because if that doesn't happen, then my the whole plan falls apart. But I have no control over that. So, yeah. Uh, but I've told my... I've kind of told my dad. I've told my mum. I've told my sister. But I haven't told it. Because I've got quite a few aunties and uncles. I've got like two of each, I think. Or about five of all together or, or so. Uh, so we'll see, but uh, hey, you, you, you got to hope, you got a dream at certain points in your life, so we shall see. But yes, this chip shortage that you're talking about could be an issue in in the thing that I'm talking about. So yeah, uh, all right, what else do you want to talk about today? Well, the thing on with uh, Phil Spencer, there was a big <clears throat> you know, Tokyo game show uh, was uh, on September 30th. A lot of it was being held digitally because obviously. Um, Microsoft decided to make a big splash with all kinds of announcements. Uh, first up, Xbox Game Cloud launched in Japan, Australia, Brazil, and Mexico. That went live October 1st, so uh, gamers in that market, um, assuming they have a compatible uh, PC, mobile device, or tablet, and Game Pass Ultimate, the libraries are localized and are playable on the, from the 1st. Uh, they also revealed the Forza Horizon 5 PC specs, which if you go on to uh, ForzaMotorsports.net, you can see what they are. I'm not going to waste time on it just because it's not a game I'm going to be playing on PC because PC players, you need that like super, super high I imagine um, so. yeah. spec if you want to get the most out of it, which I don't have. Um, as long as it run, runs fairly smoothly on my 1S, I'll be happy with it. Um, the other big announcement is... A couple from Bethesda, uh, Todd, Todd Howard, announced that Starfield is already localized into Japanese and will be the largest translation project in Bethesda history, incorporating over 300 actors and over 150,000 lines of dialogue. Uh, for context, uh, um, only, there was only 90,000 for Skyrim, and we all know how big that game is. Yeah. Uh, they also reiterated... They announced, um, I don't know if this was announced before and we just missed it, 
Um, but it's going to be November 11th, 2022. So a year and a month, roughly, is when they think they think they say they're going to get Starfield out to Xbox Series X and PC exclusively. Hmm. They also announced that uh, Redfall, the open-world FPS that brings the studio's signature gameplay of Arcane Austin to the co-op action series, is also going to be localized fully and language support in Japan as well. That is summer of 2022, but they did not give a specific date for it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't really have much to say about like Starfield and stuff. I just... It, it was strange to me when that like first trailer came out and it just barely showed anything and people were losing their minds. I understand if people are excited. That's good, it's good to be excited for things. But it just didn't really show anything. So I had no no reason myself to be excited. But um, yeah, I do just hope... Like, Look, I, I know I've said some things about Bethesda in the past and how their games have kind of not been that great in the last couple of years but this microsoft thing was the shot in the arm that they needed you know some more investments some budget certainly because their games didn't look like they had the highest of budgets in the last couple of years apart from that doom eternal which is one that sticks out quite a bit um but you know at the end of the day even the quality of the games aside from bethesda i think it's a case where they do have a lot of really like fallout is a fantastic fallout 76 i you know, wasn't a great game and all that, but Fallout's still as fantastic IP as there's no doubt about that. Uh, things like Doom still are, things like Skyrim, and hopefully Starfield is good. They've got hold of quite a few really good IP, but that doesn't automatically mean that the thing you make is going to be good because you have to do a good job with whatever it is. Um, so we just have to hope that Microsoft can get some better games out of Bethesda in terms of their IP because you don't want to start releasing some games that aren't as good in terms of that. I mean, Deathloop came out. Um, I know that wasn't quite part of the whole Microsoft thing, so obviously it's PlayStation exclusive at the moment. But uh, Deathloop's had kind of like some mixed responses. I've seen some people that really loved it and some people that are like, what is this thing? Uh, so I don't know. It's just going to depend on some of those games that come out post the Microsoft deal. So we've obviously still got like... Uh, is it Tokyo Ghost? Why that's what it's called, isn't it? Tokyo Best Ghost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we still got that coming out. That's still part of the pre-Microsoft Bethesda era. Uh, but hopefully Starfield will be like the next big thing from uh, from Bethesda because I think that they they need they need a game that's wi- more widely critically acclaimed than uh, some of the others that they've had. So we'll see. Just gonna uh, be uh, over time. Kind of yeah, you talked about how the Bethesda acquisition was a shot in the arm. I've always called it a kick in the ass, which is what Bethesda desperately needed. I suppose the it's fact both. that <laughs> yeah, well, the fact that Fallout seventy six had animation copy pasted from Skyrim just shows they were getting kind of lazy. Yeah, and yeah. the quality of the game at launch showed it. It's it's much better now. It's not a game I would recommend getting at launch. It is a game that I re- would recommend playing three years after the fact two or three roughly two or three years after the fact mm, um, and yeah. and i'm 100 percent. i don't think pretty much everybody that does anything remotely revolving around gaming is in agreement that starfield has to just crush it it has to dunk on it like a seven foot tall basketball player on a 10 year old kid it's just it's got to be that good mm-hmm. it has to be a game of the year contender 
Oh, absolutely. And like ninety, I, I know that some people say in Metacritic stuff doesn't really matter. It do, it does to a degree. Uh, like Metacritic and like uh, scores from different people, it has to be in in the nines, the nines and the tens, I think. Uh, so yeah, we shall see. All right, what else do you want to talk about? Well, the last thing I have to talk about is a little thing for New World. As I mentioned in the intro, I wasn't able to play as much as I'd like because of the incredibly long queue times. Um, I do find it hilariously ironic that Amazon, a company that makes all of its prop, uh, profits selling server services, didn't have their servers optimized for their only game they've been able to bring to market. Um, but the long queue lines is because it was highly popular. It had over 700,000 users concurrent on Steam at launch, with a peak of reaching um, day one of 913,634. Um, to give you in context of how much um, that has changed for the MMO landscape over the years, in 2004, when World of Warcraft launched, their their marketing numbers and their budget guru said, if we can get 100,000 subs annually, it'll be a, a raging success. And now we've got almost 10 times that. Uh, the last big one-day peak that Steam had was uh, Counter-Strike Global Offensive, which had 866,000. But that is that was quite a long time ago, and that was a free-to-play game. Hmm. Um, they did have a million-plus peak once, but that number um, petered out a bit as server queues continued to be incredibly lengthy. Uh, they did announce that they are working on adding more servers for the new people coming in so that they don't have to wait as long. Um, the only problem with that is, is that if you've already met, you know, with someone or with a group and then you want to get into a company, which is what guilds are called in this world, and you need to be on a specific world, then that just kind of limits it. But they are also working on um, increasing capacity size and they're working on a character transfer feature. So if the company that you want to be with collectively, collectively decides to move to a less populated server, then you will have that option. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I don't know if it's a game that I'm going to specifically take interest in. I just have like other things to play at the moment. Uh, plus, I want to start playing some newer games that are coming out, so I've got more games to pick from for my best of list. Because at the moment, I've got about four, maybe five, and I want to have a few more. Uh, to, to choose from so it's not something i'm going to be dipping into not because i think it's going to be bad or whatever i just it's not quite uh in my queue per se uh but you're getting on all right with the game yeah i mean from what i have been able to play it is really enjoyable like i said the weapon skill progression is that there's no class so there's no fighter no dps no tank no range no healer um the, the different weapons do different things. Um, the big advantage is that it, because it is so open, you can do all the crafting that you want, and that's where the game gets really, really deep, is there's tons of different crafting materials, and you can try to solo it and farm it all out, but there's just so much to do. It is best to try to find a company that you can click with and uh, try to limit that out, because you're, you will literally spend all of your time trying to do all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see how things go with it. Uh all right, that was the last thing you had? Mm-hmm. 
Cool. Uh, well, let's go back to my news. I want to save this for last because I think this is pretty cool. Uh, so this is from PlayStation. This is quite kind of old. It's uh, from news from uh, last month, but I still very much wanted to cover it. Uh, it says here, when the going gets tough, Sackboy uh, gets going right into the heart of danger. Prepare for adventures into the unknown with Ellie and Abby. Costumes for Sackboy, a big adventure available on 26th of September. So obviously it's the 5th of October, so these already should be available. Uh, I had a small interest in playing Sackboy A Big Adventure. That's the one that got launched with the PS5. Obviously this is from the uh, Little Big Planet franchise. So they've had three Little Big Planet games. But the newest edition is Sackboy A Big Adventure. Um, so I had some small interest to play this. Uh, I'm going to play it now. Just because of this. Uh, I think it's going to be quite cool to uh, walk around as Ellie or... Uh, or Abby. Uh, I'm not sure how it's going to be incorporated in, into the game, but they've got the the picture that they they released, which is the one that I'm going to have for the featured image. I'll I'll send you it in a minute. Um, has got Abby holding her hammer, which she she usually uses, and Ellie holding her bow and arrow. I doubt that means you can use them in the game. I don't know if they'll just be cosmetic things, but that'd be kind of cool if you could. I I I don't know how that would work within the context of how the game works because I haven't played it myself but yeah see it's it's cool when you it's cool when you do little things like this uh like they didn't have to do it uh but I think it's cool they could do this with other PlayStation franchises like you could have a Kratos skin or something as long as it's something that doesn't impede you know kind of the story or whatever cuz I'm not expecting the story to start referencing the last of us uh cuz it's you know it's Sackboy it's supposed to be family friendly and fun and all that but uh it's available on there now so what i'm gonna basically do uh the game is available on ps4 but i'm gonna wait to get it on uh ps5 because i'm not in a massive rush to play it it will just be fun when i do um but yeah when i eventually get a ps5 whether that's for christmas or at some point later we should we shall see i'm gonna rent Sackboy and i'm gonna play as well i'm gonna probably start as as the with the ellie costume i'm assuming you can play the whole game with these these costumes because otherwise I don't know how that would work but I just think it's a pretty cool fun idea they didn't have to do it it's something cool and uh I just think it's cool what what would you make of this yeah I think it's cool that you know it's always good when you have a, a crossover that you wouldn't really expect to have <laughs> so yeah um we'll just have to see how that goes yeah yeah you, you never would have put like it's a little big planet or sack boy in the same thing as the last of us like you look at the genre the age demographic that they're pointing to they're totally different so this is this is kind of a cool and pretty much the only way you could get these games to uh to cross over so yeah again it's probably just a cosmetic thing i'm not expecting any different dialogue or story or anything like that but uh it'll just be fun it'll just be fun so there you go but I thought I'd save that for last. Well, sort of for last for the news. Because uh, I thought that was pretty fun. So, anyway, let's move on from that. And uh, getting some feedback and emails. If you'd like to send in your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, whatever you've got. Uh, you can send those to Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org. Twitter eTalkUK does a contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, by the way, if you're on a phone, which most of you, I assume, probably are. Uh, you can click on the name of the email. And I've practiced this myself. So instead of you needing to type in the whole email. Because I do understand it's a little bit long. 
you can scroll down a little bit on the website uh, the email is listed below it should work this way if you click on the email uh, so it's the Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org it should take you to your email app and then you should be able to send us an email from there so that's a basically a bit of a quicker way of sending us one if you don't want to have to type in the email so I just thought I'd mention that as well same with all the other links if you want to click on them to find other things you can you can do that as well so Harrison starts off <clears throat> says uh, somebody asked you recently for your game of the year I can't remember what you said but I said Oddworld Soulstorm at the time uh, what do you think is the worst game of the year Harrison asks the worst game of the year that I've played uh, you said played and not finished so uh, I think Life is Strange True Colours was a bit of a disappointment I just felt like the writing was really off for the part that I've played um, what other games? What other new games have I played this year? That's one that kind of sticks out to me as one of the worst. I haven't really played any games this year that are sort of okay. This is broken and rubbish, and I don't want it. Not none that I can remember at least. And and this has been one that's just been forgettable that I've forgotten. So, how about you? Is there any games you've played this year? Maybe new games that you just thought were terrible. Nothing that really jumps out to me. Um, to be fair, this has been kind of a wacky year for me. I haven't really had a whole lot of time to play games, and on the occasional odd stretches where I have had time, I just haven't been really in a headspace to want to play games. Yeah. So nothing is jumping out at me. Um, no, not really. No? Okay. Okay. But yeah, I'd probably say that one, and... Uh, oh, I did try uh, Skyward Sword actually on on Switch last week. I think it was in between this week's show and last week's show. Just very bland, very, very, very bland. So that's one of the uh, more. Uh, of course, that's not a new game. That's a remaster of an old one. But that was. Uh, it, it wasn't necessarily. I mean, the camera controls were really, really strange. Because um, you're in a 3D environment. But you can't use the right stick to change the camera. You press, you, you walk forward and you walk, you know, backwards, forwards, left, right, whatever, with the left stick. You walk around with that, and then you press what is it, ZL or whatever, the the L two LT button, whatever that's called on the Switch. You press that to center the camera, and I don't know why that is the way it is in the game. It has to be because of the control scheme from the previous console that it was designed for because you gotta remember right. i think that was a wii u game uh-huh. it was either wii game or wii u game i can't remember which one okay. and they obviously just didn't bother to update it for the modern controllers yeah which is kind of lazy on their part mm. that's what i mean if you're going to remaster a game you should correct things like that that's kind of the point of doing a remaster but it just felt very very bland and there was this long really long dialogue section with zelda link and Zelda's dad I think about some sort of contest and it just went on and on and on and uh I was like no I don't want this anymore <laughs> so yeah uh but anyway uh let's move on from that Jade said Jade says uh following your discussion about games with gold last week because we talked about these this month's selections uh she says when do you think that will change considering microsoft offers four games from three different gens surely there's room for more options i think she's right i think she's right um 
Yeah, because they offer yeah three different gens: Xbox, Xbox Three Sixty, and Xbox One. Because uh, they have done original Xbox games. Uh, do you know what they should have done? They should have put um, Psychonauts One out when Psychonauts Two. They should have put Psychonauts One as a game with gold in the same month that Psychonauts Two came out. They've they've done things like that before. Like when one of the Tomb Raider games was coming out, they put uh, one of the older ones on games with gold the same month, and they've done. And they've put like all the Gears of War games on there. Uh, but yeah, they could have done that with Psychonauts. Because Xbox original... I mean, you can play Psychonauts 1 on the Xbox One. So there's nothing they, no reason they couldn't. They own the studio as well. Mm-hmm. So that's something... But they didn't do it. Um, but yeah, I wonder if they'll do anything Halo related for games with gold. Like... Because uh, you, could, you could... When you get to... Because it's what, December 10th? 9th? Uh, for Halo Infinite, yeah, uh, you, about that time frame. Yeah, you could put Master Chief Collection on Games with Gold. I suppose you could do that. Then you could have a really combined thing, where let's say you got uh, Xbox uh, Gold Ultimate, you've then got online, you've then got Game Pass and Games with Gold. So that would link in really well with Halo because then you could have the online functionality of all six games. Because Halo 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. And then uh, Halo Infinite. Then you can get Halo Infinite with Game Pass anyway. And then you could get the Master Chief Collection with Games with Gold. That would work pretty well. I'd be very surprised if they didn't do something like that. But who knows. Maybe they'll put out... I was trying to think of a bad Xbox game. But I can't right now. So yeah. I was going to say Bubsy 3D just as a joke. But that's a PlayStation 1 game. So they, they probably won't do that. Yeah, yeah. In terms of when did you think that would change? I mean, we've been predicting and talking about this for probably about a year now. Of like, oh, E three is coming up. Maybe they'll announce something different with uh, games with gold, and they didn't. And then they keep putting out really weird selections. I, I, I don't know. What do you think of uh, this situation? Something I'd love to do. I don't know if they'd ever do it, um, but something that I would love to do is if they retooled the games with gold and called it. Uh, ID at Xbox Spotlight, and then make just pick four free games that have been as part of their ID with Xbox for at least six months, and then just highlight those games because so many games come out that are in that that space that it's impossible to keep track of everything or hardly anything unless you already know something about the developer that just really caught your attention and really made you want to pay attention to. <clears throat> It's so easy to get lost, have a game lost. Uh, like when we talked a couple of years ago when I randomly found a Graveyard Keeper mm. as part of Games of Gold. And I, that game just blew me away. And I heard nothing about it at any point in time before I found it randomly on uh, Game Pass. Um, I really would like them to, to restructure and refocus on that. I don't see them doing that, um, but it would be nice. Yeah. Yeah, I remember about three. <clears throat> I remember about three or four years ago, when uh, Valiant Hearts got added to Games of Gold. I was like, "Oh, this seems pretty cool." That was a awesome game. That was a really, really good game, Valiant Hearts. Uh, and I remember at the time, I I think I was podcasting, and I went to put it. <clears throat> excuse me, I went to put it on my list for uh, like games of the year, but it didn't come out the year that I played it, which was a shame. I think it came out like two years before I played it or, or something like that but that was a game that wasn't really highlighted 
and then came out on Games with Gold. I I watched the trailer or whatever. I was like, oh, this looks pretty cool. And I remember really, really loving the game. Um, but I can't remember the last time Games with Gold did something like that, to where they highlighted an underrated gem, which is which lines up with what you're saying. If they did that with Idea Xbox and highlighted some more of these like indie games. But uh, they're not seeming to do it at the moment. And they're not seeming to really have any news about any type of change. So uh, it, it's funny to look at that and think it's a good thing they didn't stick to that price change. for game for Because uh, that was just for gold. That wasn't for Game Pass. Uh, yeah, that, they, they, that they, was... My theory is, is they were doing that to Game Pass to make everybody just get game, you know, ultimate. Mm. Like, oh, what, it's another, another 20 bucks a year and you get all these unlimited games? Let's just go to that. Yeah, yeah, it's good, it's a good thing they didn't uh, change that. So, um, but yeah, they got three different gens of options. That's the thing. PlayStation, to say doesn't, let's use that choice of words, put PS3 and Vita games on there anymore. But they're starting to offer PS5 and PS4 games. They usually offer one PS5 game and then two PS4 games. I still hope that one day they'll do PS4 VR and PS5 because obviously as a VR user I'd like to have some more games like that uh through PS Plus. But they've been they've had less options literally because they come out with 3 and they only are able to pick for, from two gens. Because uh, you can't play PS3 games on PS4 anyway. Um and they've still managed to come out with like they had Hitman this the past month just kind of gone on stuff. So, yeah. Uh lastly Carly says uh matt what would get you to abandon modern warfare 2019 uh for a different multiplayer game or shooter uh it says last of us factions battlefield or halo as just i guess different options it'll take quite a bit for me to actually just abandon the game but the thing i don't want to end up doing is playing two different multiplayer games and i remember when black ops oh, i remember when black ops cold war was coming out and I was like, oh, I don't know where my friends are going to jump to, what they're going to play, if I'm going to juggle two COD games. And then the game just was terrible anyway, Cold Cold War. I do have a few friends that play it, and they do the weird thing where they play it and they moan about how bad it is. And I'm like, okay, just stop playing the bad game. Come back to the good one, which is the one before that. Uh, and then they still sometimes do that. Uh, but, yeah. Um... Factions, with Factions 2, I'd probably at least give it a shot. I mean, it's The Last of Us. Of course, I'm going to give it a chance. Battlefield, uh, there is actually, speaking of Battlefield, there is the open beta on PS4 and PS5 to download. I don't think it's out today. I think that's for the pre-download. I am actually downloading that right now. So I'm going to try it. That will be my taste of Battlefield. 2042, isn't it? I think. That will be my taste of that game so we'll see how all that goes but it depends on the game mode it depends on how the game feels to play and what the actual progression system is sort of like that's the one that's the only thing that i don't like about modern warfare 2019 is the progression system because it's seasonal and not prestige uh, that's that's the only thing about that game that i don't really like so halo uh no i'm probably not going to play halo infinite's multiplayer I'll, I'll try out the story when it hits game pass or whatever I'll, I'll certainly give that a shot, but no, th- th- there's not going to be much that Halo could do to pull me into to that. I just w- when I'm playing my online shooters, uh, I I don't really want something that's like futuristic sci-fi. I want something that's modern military war with with boots on the ground. So this and Halo is like the complete opposite to that. 
So, uh, but from what I've heard, people have been playing that beta or whatever it was that came out, and they've been really enjoying it. That's that's great. It's just not something I'm particularly looking at. So, but um, Battlefield's one that I've got my eye on, and well, Factions Two isn't even officially formally like properly announced yet, so that's going to be a, a, a bit of a ways off. But I can certainly see myself at least playing some Factions Two. Uh, any thoughts on this particularly? Um, I think if any of them do it, it's going to be Factions, just because you're such a fan of that world that that's going to that's going to be the most likely to do that. Whether or not you do, nobody knows, but it's going to be the it's going to be the closest one that I would say. Mm, yeah. Um, the only difference there, I suppose, she's asking me about like shooters and stuff, and I understand Last of Us Factions is a, is a multiplayer game. I suppose the only difference there, even though you do shoot in The Last of Us, it's not like a first-person shooter in the same way that COD Battlefield and Halo is. So I don't know. We'll 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 see. Um, but I've been playing. I'm gonna I'm gonna at some point do a, a two-year review of uh modern warfare 2019 because i've been playing that game for two years and there are quite a few things i could talk about uh like best weapons best maps there's, there's quite a few things uh what the game does right and wrong that kind of thing so but i've kind of been wondering like yeah i have played this game for two years now eventually i will move on from it i just don't know when and what's gonna replace that so we shall see uh but it's not gonna be tomorrow or the next day or next week um obviously i'm going to practice battlefield at some point so we'll see when that is uh but yeah that's everything we've got for you for this episode of random gaming talk uh tomorrow we got two walking dead episodes so for the main show and the walking dead well beyond so look out for those podcasts uh got ted lasso season finale on friday i don't know about thursday i might try and do a film review on friday at uh, thursday i know that uh free guy is on disney plus now uh, it's weird with Free Guy. I was actually planning at some point to see that at the cinema, and then it just landed on Disney Plus, and I didn't know it was coming to Disney Plus that soon. So I'm just gonna watch it on there instead. Um, Venom Two is out in. A... When is that coming to Disney Plus? Is it already on there? Or... Yeah, yeah, it's already on there. I think. I don't know if it's different for UK and the US, but um, I've seen loads of adverts for stuff. I, I mean, I've seen it listed on Disney Plus, so hopefully it's the same uh, for you as well. Did you have an interest in watching it? Uh, yeah, um, that, uh, we talked about that. I wanted to watch it, but then it was going to be like $19 in the theater, so I decided oh, yeah. not to. Yeah. Okay, we'll try and uh, figure that out, seeing as we can watch that kind of whenever we want and for free. It, sh- it should be on Disney Plus in the US as well, because I think it's labeled as an original. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Venom 2 is out in like the 15th. I don't know why it's so late in the UK. And No Time to Die is out as well. The only problem with doing a No Time to Die review is it's 2 hours 45 minutes and I can't see it whenever I want to because it's at the cinema. So that that will happen at some point soon. But uh, it won't be this Thursday. So we shall see. Uh, it's just with my afternoon job I've got to be out of the cinema at some point. So yeah. But look out for all that and more uh, coming soon and stuff like that on entertainmenttalk.org uh, TV, video games, films and Manchester Now podcast, like I said the United Cast is on a break for about two weeks so we'll still have plenty of other things as well for uh, for all of that um, but yeah, check that all out on entertainmenttalk.org, you can also subscribe to us on your favourite podcast platform just search for Entertainment Talk um, so check out more of the episodes there uh, thanks very much for listening if you want to find sorry if you want to support the rest of the content that we do on entertainmenttalk.org so TV, video games, films and Manchester United podcasts 
you can also you can just tell people that, that you know about what we do and where they can find it so either tell them about the website or uh, podcast platforms that that kind of thing just tell them what we do and where they can find us that would be the best way to do that social media which is working again after yesterday's debacle which was fine um but uh, facebook and twitter and everything else is still working now so uh, you can share the content around on those areas if you'd like to as well uh tv and film news geek town david's got you covered over on geek town and Geek Town Radio. Uh, go and check out this week's episode. It's about it's out and available to be listened to now. So you can check that one out after this episode. For all that. Uh, so geektown.credit.uk and Geek Town Radio for your TV and film news. Bex is still streaming very very uh, regularly over on Twitch. Uh, Trista Bytes. Trista. B-Y-T-E-S. You can go and give her a follow over there. You can also find me on Twitch as well. I haven't actually streamed for a bit. But uh, I'll be back on there soon. That's eTalkUK on twitch for the different video game streams so find that on there and if you want to find those archive later you can find them on youtube entertainment talk plays thanks for listening and we'll see you next time goodbye yeah it's not